Howdy y'all. I am back. Back again. Sheepsville's back. Fuck yourself. How y'all doing? This is episode 15 of the Sheepsville podcast. Um, apologies for the delay again. I know I keep saying that fucking like, oh, every week, yeah, we'll get back to normal, all this kind of stuff. You can't legislate for certain things. Um, for those who didn't see my social media posts uh, yesterday, um, well, Thursday, depends on when you're listening to this, eh? Like, I keep, I, I always do that when I record these podcasts, I always say, oh, yesterday, yeah, no, tomorrow, but then... If you're listening to this, like, the following Wednesday or something like that, then it doesn't make any fucking sense. So I need to stop doing that. And he actually said the, the the actual day. Rather than just saying, oh, yesterday, yeah, the, uh, the other fucking week, yeah. Um, but yeah, for those who didn't see those the, the post, um, I didn't do a podcast last week because uh, my brain was like fucking scrambled egg. Um, going through, I was going through the motions a bit, and uh, I just didn't really feel like doing it because I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I I could do a decent one. Like I didn't, I didn't feel up to like sort of sitting and chatting about all this other stuff because my mind was too wrapped up in all these other fucking daft things. Which is a shame because like it, it kind of coincided with the World Mental Mental Health Day thing, and I did want to speak about that, and but now I kind of I've went through like some shit, and I, I can't really be bothered talking about it, and uh, yeah, so leave that as it may. Plus, uh, FIFA Twenty One came out, so when I wasn't uh, sitting almost planning my own suicide, I was, uh, well, I suppose you could say, like, I was kind of plotting suicide in a way by playing FIFA 21, while it was fresh, fresh out the package, fresh out the box, you know, fresh out of the fucking oven, no, I sound like Borat there, but anyhow, so yeah, uh, sorry about that, but brains in FIFA are more important apparently. Uh, but yeah, I might as well like tell you my experience with FIFA 21 so far, absolute shit. You might remember in a previous episode that I said I was never buying FIFA again, well the fucking electronic cunty arts have got me by the fucking scrotum, haven't they? Fucking gangsters. Like, I, honestly, like the, uh, the two things that I blame are, are capitalism and the fact that I love football. Because nobody's away to sit and tell me your life, like, oh, you could, you could buy uh, Pro Evo. Which I did. I'd like, I had Pro Evo last year. But. Well, not last year. Last season. Um, but. As good as it is. And as much as I enjoyed it. I kind of fucking go into like. Like a career mode. And play Master League. And. Uh, the European Champions Cup. And fucking. All this other fucking fake shite against fake teams with fake badges and fake kits. If you're a, if you're a true football fan, you can't do that. It needs to be authentic. FIFA FIFA has got the Champions League rights, the Europa League rights, the rights to most of the teams. Juventus have just decided to be the fucking idiots and. Like the outcasts of the whole fucking thing and decided, oh, we're going to give our rights to pro-evolution soccer. 
Because we are fucking Eventus and we're fucking slags. Absolute morons. So now you've got to put up with fucking Pie Mountain Calcio or something like that. Instead of Juventus. But nobody likes Juventus anyway and nobody likes playing as them, so who gives a shit? Everything else is all pretty much authentic though, and I'm, and you, you kind of say to me either, it's like, oh, why don't you just keep playing the old FIFA then? It's like, well, because A, because that was just a shit. Uh, because nothing's changed. And B, I'm not going to sit and play with fucking out-of-date kits. I'm sorry, but that's just not happening. Like, like, when a new season starts in real life, you want a new season to start on the game as well, with with the fresh kits, the fresh look and everything like that, like, and the, all the signings and whatever. It's just not feasible, if you're a football fan, to play FIFA fucking 09 till the day you fucking die. At some point you've got to bite the bullet and give Electronic Arts your money for a fucking shite product that just makes you want to fucking stick your foot in your mouth and just chew right through them, right through to the fucking bone. Sucking up your fucking ligaments like fucking spaghetti hoops. I don't know. But yeah, like, they've, they've added a few things, like, this is the annoying thing, they've, they've added a few modes, like, or a few things to each mode of like, Career mode's got like now a new sort of player development uh, type of thing, a new way of dealing with the youth system, and um, it's got post-match interviews. Um, oh, this added on fucking drivel that nobody really asked for and nobody really needs, um, and ultimate team. They've revamped like the look of like the menu, like the the interface and stuff, um, and you get co-op play on Ultimate Team. Like you, like you can sort of like, I don't know how that works because I've not done it yet. But like, you sort of join up with. I'm assuming you can either pick your Ultimate Team or their Ultimate Team, whoever you're playing with. Um, and then both of you control that team. Or maybe you can combine your teams, I don't fucking know. Um, and play Ultimate Team that way. So they've added all that shit. And there's a new fucking story mode in fucking Volta or something like that, which is fucking hooray, that's what everybody wanted, isn't it? Because everybody only ever played Volta fucking once. I honestly never never opened it in the last FIFA. I never even went into it because I was like, that looks absolute pish. Um, so yeah, they do all that stuff and they don't fix like the, the glaring issues that was affecting everybody in the other games. But to be honest, Ultimate Team's unfixable. Unless they completely backpedal on everything that they've done up to now, Ultimate Team will always be a fucking nuisance to everybody. The fucking overpowered fucking players. The fucking arcadey fucking gameplay. It's just fucking... It's just rage inducing. That's, all, that's the only way to explain it. It just makes you want to fucking gouge your own eyes out and fucking throw them at the fucking telly. It's a fucking nightmare. And what well, career mode's been alright. Like now that I've changed the, uh, my mate sent me a link to the, like the these settings for like all the sliders, for like the how the the computer plays and how your team plays. So after I've changed that, that like career mode's working great. It's like a good like sort of. It's more of a simulation. Like it like it feels more like football, rather than a computer game. Um, which is what I want. Um, 
from my experience playing it. Like that's why I hate Ultimate Team because it's just far too arcadey. It's just like it's just like you press a button and it's fucking like this, like the sh everybody's got like fucking brilliant shooting and fucking it just arrows right into where you want it to go and everything like that. There's no like sort of there's no like errors or anything like that except from the goalkeepers who are fucking shocking. Everything they just fucking every shot they just fucking spoof back out to the fucking penalty spot for some little fucking prick to come in and just tap it into an empty net. Fucking idiots, man. For at one point, I put the goalkeeper quality up to one hundred out of one hundred in career mode. And they were still parrying everything out to the fucking, out to no man's land. It was a fucking, it's a minter. An absolute fucking beamer. Um, but, there was nothing else for it. It had to be done. It was a fucking international break, wasn't it? In real life football. And everybody fucking hates them. Because they're fucking pointless. Nobody gives a fuck. I mean, the fucking Nations League. Who gives a toss about the Nations League? Honestly, international football in general just really annoys me. Unless it's a World Cup or a Continental Cup. Like, the, the main tournament. All these friendlies and qualification matches and everything like that, I could not give a flying dick about. Especially the friendlies. Like, I get the point of them. But it just fucking... It just disrupts the season. Like, you're like... Oh, right, fuck, like you, you just get you just get into it again. Like, like the, the season starts and you're like, oh, yes, that's the fucking Arsenal back in action. What have I got this week? And then you, you play a couple of weeks and it's like, oh, that, like, right, who's next on the fixture list? International break. You're like, what? I was like, I was just getting fucking excited. The season was in fucking full flight and now you tell me it's a fucking international break and I can't watch my team play for another fortnight. What the fuck? And then, like, even the players and everything like that, you could tell that the, the, hardly any of them give a fuck when they're on their international duty. Some of them didn't even go. Something like that is, oh, well, I've got, I've, got a, I've got a dodgy ankle today. I'm like, I don't think I can go on this international trip. I was like, oh, like nah, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to make it. My fucking, my daughter's spatting my spaghetti this morning. I think that's me coming down with a fuck with a COVID. And the ones that do go, they're just fucking like, let's all have a fucking party. So that we get fucking caught and we get told to go in quarantine and we didn't hit a fucking play. Honestly, nobody fucking cares about international breaks. Which is a shame because it's probably the first time that we've had an international break and us Scottish people have come out of it quite happy. Because we beat Israel on penalties and were uh, playoff semi-final for the Euros. Um, then we beat somebody, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure, like, we, 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 oh, we bit fucking, what's up, puss? What's that fucking chips? We bit fucking, was it fucking Slovakia or something? Maybe it was Slovakia. Was it? Oh, fuck knows. We bit somebody anyway, and then we bit the Czech Republic. 
So we didn't. We basically, what I'm trying to say is we didn't get beat in this international break, which is fucking mental. Granted, the group that we're in is absolutely stinking. Like, the Czech Republic aren't the force that they used to be. There's no Nedved, there's no Rosicki, there's no Jan Koller, there's no Petr Czech. They're a shell of their former fucking selves. And the rest of the group is just fucking pretty much mince. Not even worth noting. So, yeah, we're ha- we're obviously could be happy that like we're we've won a few games and we've no we've not been pumped for once. But the pumpings are coming. This is the thing. We're all like oh getting in in a, a hysteria and everything like that about fucking oh we might qualify for the Euros and oh we'll get back up to the fucking higher groups in the Nations League and whatever like that so yeah we're getting there just to get fucking destroyed it's like masochism it's like we like like getting fucking absolutely annihilated getting our arses blasted for these fucking bigger cocks these bigger teams bigger teams with the bigger fucking knobs But hey-ho, what are what, what you meant to do? Not, like, not win the game in case you get fucking pumped next game. Yeah, I see, I see that logic. Um, I want to talk about Harry Maguire, though, for England. Because England had a bit of an up-and-down international break. They fucking... What was it? Did they... Who did they play first of all? I know they played Belgium and they played Denmark. Who was the other fucking team that they played? Who did they have in the friendly again? Oh, Wales. So the bit of Pash Wales team, right? Uh, was it 3 0 or something? Uh, a Wales team without Gareth Bale and without Aaron Ramsey, they're two best players by miles. It was basically the Premier League versus the Championship. And the Premier League won 3 0. Whoopty fucking do. Right? But as you can tell, as you can obviously like guess, the English media were all fucking hammering their Tadgers. Absolutely fucking ripping it off the tendons. Oh, the fact is, oh, we beat Wales. We beat fucking Wales. We're going to win the Euros. And then, of course, it got even worse because they beat Belgium. And they were jammy as fuck to do so. Because Belgium went one and up when fucking Eric Dyer, man. He lives up to his name every fucking time. He is absolutely fucking dire. And it was a dire challenge that led to Belgium's going one nothing up with a fucking penalty. When Eric Dyer needlessly absolutely fucking wiped out Lukaku. Probably because he knew Lukaku was going to just fucking shoulder him off the park if he got near him. So he just went to ground and tried to get the ball and made a roaring horse's fucking phallus of it. And then Lukaku, as he does, fucking puts away the penalty. And then England get a penalty just before half time. And it was as soft a penalty as you'll ever fucking see. You know when you like like when you want to get someone's attention and you just sort of like Like say if they're down in the dumps or something like that, right? And and you, you go over to them and you sort of put your hand on their shoulder and you and you go, Yo, are you okay, mate? That's what the Belgium player did to Jordan Henderson in the box during a corner kick. And Henderson slit out this big massive scream and thundered himself to the fucking ground, rolling about in agony, 
like he'd just been fucking he, he, he's he's just made it to shore after a fucking shark attack or something and his arm's missing and England get a penalty it's a fucking disgrace cause like, and it's, it's a disgrace because the English go on about ah oh, the foreigners bringing the diving and all that kind of thing the English are fucking worse at the very least they're just as bad Fucking hitting the deck at a moment's fucking notice. So Rashford scores a penalty. And then we get to the second half. And England win the game with like... Just the icing on the cake in terms of fucking good fortune. Mason Mount hits a fucking shot and it... Deflects off the... Defender trying to block it and fucking loops over... The goalkeeper and into the into the net. Nothing Mignolet could fucking do. Um, just barely went in under the crossbar. And uh, England and Mason Mountain that are celebrating like it was a fucking raker. Like he just fucking bent it in fucking postage stamp and and it never took. An almighty bounce off of some cunt's leg. And creeped in. Scandalous, but the best part was when the, the the next game when they're all like they're all at, at, at such a height that I get nosebleeds, and uh, Denmark just bring them back down a peg. Or more to the point, Harry Maguire brings them back down a peg, um, and continues his gloriously bad form uh, from Manchester United and brings that to fucking England camp. Harry Maguire is fucking wretched. There's no way to put it, like they were on a bit like oh he's 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 really really low on confidence. Yeah, he probably is low on confidence because he's fucking stinking. He's rank, and he does my head in. Like watching him play, is I can't even explain what that's like. It's like. It's like watching a giraffe try to fucking open a tin of baked beans or something. It's fucking pathetic. That'll be my washing today, if you can hear that. But like, he do, what he does, he does this thing, right, that really annoys me. And it's like, and, he, and the only reason he does this is because people were raving about it when at, like, the, in the one game... Years ago, where it actually worked. When it was when he played for Hull. Not even Leicester. Before that, fucking Hull. Um, and it was at Stamford Bridge. And what Harry Maguire has done since then is what he did that day. Um, but to little to no effect. Um... He just he gets the ball in his defensive position and he tries to go on this fucking rampage and run through the middle. Right up the park as if he's gonna score like a fucking an absolute worldie. Weaving in and out of fucking are uh, uh, the opposition players and then fucking planting one right in the bottom corner or something like that. So you just feel like saying, mate, you're absolutely fucking stinking. Get back in your fucking position, eh? And give the ball to somebody else. Um but he just he just fucking rampages up the field like like that bus in fucking speed. He half expecting fucking Sandra Bullock to be fucking hanging off his shoulders and Keanu Reeves to be hanging off his fucking ballsack. Trying to fucking stop him. Cause somebody's fucking the, the brakes have failed. And then the manager and he fucking because Harry Mag and the lead Harry Maguire I realise fuck I'm not going absolutely nowhere here because I'm shite and then he ends up just having to fucking pass the ball three yards to the side and then fucking saunter back into his fucking original position where he's meant to be how the fuck do you get so high what makes him think he needs to go so far up the pitch with a bar just fucking stick to your fucking job and maybe you'd be fucking half decent at it, you stupid fucking big-headed cunt. 
fucking oversized power pod. Remember them? Football crazy, chocolate mad. That's what Harry Maguire's like. Actually, you're probably better with a fucking power pod at the back than fucking him. Fucking useless. Oi! This is your main geezer, Floppy John, and I'm here to let you tossers know about my new sitcom coming to Netflix. It's about these two teenage muppets scouring the neighbourhoods of East London for someone willing to give them a cigarette to smoke. Possibly a little pink fluffy lighter as well, because the search takes them into the bowels of the local gay club. Let me tell you, these pricks are about to learn the hard way, pun intended, that you don't ask for a fag in the puff den. Tune in a spare fag, mate. Coming soon to fucking Netflix, you tot. Know what I started doing um, since I moved into this flat? I started doing online shopping. So, like, fucking, like, actually grocery shopping, like, food and drinks and stuff like that. Because like, everybody does online shopping in terms of like their, their fucking Amazons and ASOS and fucking shit like that. But this is the first time I've actually done like online shopping shopping. Like everyday fucking keeping alive shopping. And this is one of the things that I couldn't wait to live on my own for. Um, because going to the supermarket is just fucking, it's the nightmare of all nightmares, isn't it? It's fucking depressing having to go to the supermarket, especially now. Like, the, the current fucking circumstances didn't make it any fucking easier, if anything, it just makes it even more of a pain in the arse. But even before the fucking pandemic and all that kind of stuff and having to wear masks and a one-in, one-out system and fucking having to stay fucking six metres apart in the fucking queue or six feet or whatever it fucking is. Even before all that. Before worrying about fucking some cunt coughing on your fucking tuna. Or sneezing all over the pasta. Brushing their fucking snottery hand at, like across your fucking hoodie as they're reaching for the sugar. Before you had to worry about all that, it was still a fucking bad day when you had to go to the supermarket. Because I'm one of those people, like most men, like um, I'm a sort of Go in, get what you've to get, and piss off again. I'm not going in there for a browse. I'm not. I'm not picking up fucking packets of cereal and going. Oh, have you seen that? That looks nice, eh? Like, like the way fucking women do with clothes. Nobody's in for like. You go in and you get whatsoever. If you've got a list, get whatever's on the list. If it's in your head and you know what you're getting, just go in, pick that up, get to the checkout and fuck right off. Because the less time you spend in a supermarket is means that the longer you'll live. And the longer other people will live. Because, like, you go into the supermarket and it's like, well, there are the fucking trolleys and everything like that. It's like the fucking dodgems. Fucking weaving in and out. It's like a fucking computer game. Remember remember Sonic the Hedgehog when you would get the fucking, the, the secret level things and you would be going down, like, the, the fucking, the half tube thing. Collecting all the rings and all you had to do was move Sonic from side to side and dodging, dodging all the obstacles and collecting all the rings. That's what it's like going down an aisle in fucking Asda. 
just fucking sprinting into fucking oncoming traffic. Just because you're wanting a fucking tub in the tail. It fucking pisses me off, it winds me up. And add to that, you've got all the screaming ch children, all the screaming bairns. Running about, causing havoc, chucking their rattles about the place, fucking... Volleying their dummies into your fucking bonds. Tripping each other up across the aisles, so you've now got to do a fucking stunt roll from one aisle to another, just to avoid getting fucking taken out by a trolley or a fucking... Wayne on the loose. It's fucking madness. It's just pure chaos in supermarkets. And you've got the old cunts that are fucking I was dithering. They just fucking they park their trolley right across the fucking aisle. And they just stand there and fucking stare at the fucking cup of soups. Like that like one of them's gonna jump out and go and pick me! Put me in your fucking basket. Either that, or it's like they're looking at it going like, oh, what the fuck am I? This isn't a bingo. You're just like, just get your cup of soup and fuck off. Or at least move the trolley to the fucking side. So that I can, so that other people can get fucking past you. To get what they're getting instead of fucking forming a queue waiting on you, put working out whether you want fucking minestrone or fucking lentil. It's fucking like it, honestly, I couldn't wait, could not wait to get into a position where I could just like be my own boss and just be like, right, asda.com, sign up. Click, 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 click. Fucking delivered. See you later. No more getting fucking trolleys rammed into my fucking Achilles tendons. No more people fucking barging past you because they, like, you, you happen to be fucking slightly close to the fucking packet of sausages they were wanting. No decencies to say excuse me or anything like that. They, they just fucking burst in. Try to shove you out the road. Which is, to be, to be fair, like, like... I'm not advocating violence here, but... When people start shoving into queues and shoving in front of you at fucking shelves and everything like that... That should be a license to dab pusses. That should that, that that should be a fucking warrant for that, that warrant's an uppercut. It really fucking does. Regardless of who it is, I don't care if it's a seven-year-old or a fucking seventy-eight-year-old. You sh you push in front of me in a queue or a sh or a uh, when I'm I'm trying to fucking get my shopping, you're getting headed. That's the way it should be. No consequence for doing all that fucking shit nowadays. People just don't give a fuck. They're inconsiderate fucking selfish bastards. And that's why I hate going to the fucking supermarket. When you're online shopping, there's none of that pish. The only downside to the online shopping thing is that sometimes, like, you'll get an email at the last second saying, like, oh, uh, this was out of stock. Um, so it's either not in your fucking shopping or they've replaced it with some someone else. But to be fair, that like any time I've had the replacement stuff, it's like it's been fine. Like it's like the, it's like they, they don't they don't go like that. It's like oh they like they had no chicken breasts in stock, so I've replaced it with a fucking wooden spoon. Like you know what I mean? It's like they they, they replace it like for like. It's like like okay, this brand of particular chicken wasn't in. So we gave you the same product, but just a different brand. That's all that is. So, so don't, don't worry. You're not going to get your fucking fresh apples replaced with a fucking 
Bell Scottish Pie. But uh, but yeah, apart from that, it's fine. The guy comes to the door. He's they've all been friendly. They've all they've all been helpful. Like the the everything's in carrier bags, so you just take the carrier bag out of the crate, put it in the hallway. He lifts up the crate. There's another crate underneath with carrier bags in it. You take them off, put it into the hallway. You say see you later. You close the door, and then you just put your shopping away. Fucking simple. Couldn't ask for a, a smoother fucking service, I tell you. It's a fucking... Just, who likes going to the supermarket? Does anybody actually like going shopping? Who enjoys fucking cutting about the aisles, dodging bullets? Then, then the fucking... Then Matrix flips trying to avoid people. And even it's even worse now with the fucking masks and everything like that. Well, the masks aren't so bad. Like I don't, we're putting on a mask is fuck all. Like it's just like putting on a hat. You know what I mean? People complain about like it's like oh, I need to put my fucking mask on. It's like well, was it's no more difficult than fucking putting your fucking t-shirt on. And you have to you have to do that every fucking day, unless you're one you're one of these spoofers that goes in through supermarkets in the fucking scud, wiping your fucking foreskin on other fucking pizzas. Is that where the fucking the four cheese pizza comes from? Is it? I only had three cheese to start with, but then that boy wiped his fucking smeg over it. Yeah, there's there's no. There's no upside to going to the supermarket for me. No upside whatsoever. And there'll be there'll be those people that go like, "Oh, it gets you out of the house and interacting with with, with human beings and, and all that kind of stuff." It's like, who the fuck wants to interact with human beings? Unless it's your pals or your family. Even some of the, even some family members, you're like fuck off. Can't be fucked speaking of them. But fucking strangers. It's like the people that go to the shops and they like. Uh, my gran used to complain about this. Well, like she would go to the, she would go to the shop and. She would go to the, like the checkout or the cashier or whatever. And the person behind it would just be like scanning the items in silence. And just say, oh, that'll be fucking £24.70 or whatever like that. Um, she would then, my gran would pay it and then they'd go, oh, yeah, thanks, see you later. And my gran would complain about that. But that's like my ultimate. That's like what I look for. If I, if I happen to be in a supermarket and I find myself in a position where I have to go. That's all I want. I just want them to fucking scan my shit, take my money, and let me leave as soon as possible. But for some reason, my gran and everything like that, where I was like fucking, oh, uh, I went, I went to the shops today, and the the, the cashier was just a, a really rude. I was like, how how was how were they rude? So they just nah, conversation. Hey, hello, how are you doing? Nice day today, isn't it? And everything like that. It's like, I was like, Gran, why the fuck do you want that from somebody? It's just a, just a bit breaks the silence in that, doesn't it? It's like silence is fucking golden. Silence doesn't need to be broken. Silence is good. Silent, another word for silence is peace. I mean, that book should have been called War in Silence. It's just fucking... 
I don't want to like because I've been to fucking places and and the, and the the person behind the counter has been like fucking, oh it's like busy day today and fucking, what you been up to like making making the most of the weather and then they ask you about the stuff that you're buying and everything like that and you're just like, mate, shut your purse and get it in the fucking bag. None of your fucking business why I'm buying it and what I'm fucking doing today. Piss off. And I know some of them are just trying to be friendly and whatever like that, but I don't want a friendly cashier. I want a cunt that doesn't want to fucking speak to you. So I can just fucking get out of there. Without having to think about answering a question. I think, like, going to, like, amongst other things, going to the supermarket is, like, one of the things responsible for making people lose their fucking marbles and go on shooting sprees and fucking kill their families and stuff like that. Maybe that's what that guy in that American murder thing on Netflix did. It wasn't because he was, he was having an affair and he wanted a, like, a new life with this new lassie and nay part of his old life with his wife and his kids. All he did, he went to the fucking supermarket. He went to the supermarket, was hit by every bastard trolley in every bastard aisle and the cashier wanted to hear a fucking in-depth conversation about politics and fucking... Uh, mind, body and soul and all that pish and he thought fuck this shit I'm fucking had it with the world I'm going to go home and I'm going to fucking strangle my wife and chuck my kids into a fucking oil tank nah in all seriousness no, did anybody watch that American murder the family next door thing what a lot of fucking pish that was like, I'm not, like... Obviously, the crime was real and everything like that. Like, all, everything in it actually happened. It's a true crime thing. But see when something gets made into a documentary and it goes onto a streaming service and it becomes, like, this most-watched thing and, like, and this, that, and the next thing. I expect there to be a bit of, like, sort of ooze and ahs in it and sort of, like, twists and turns and... I expect it to be a bit of a roller coaster ride and getting to the truth. At the very least, I want it to be sort of more uh, like something in depth of going into in depth on somebody's psyche. Like, why did they do this? What what was the science like in the butt and everything like that? Like that that makes them makes someone get into such a state where they would do such a horrible thing. But no, th this this documentary was just, oh, uh, this woman's went missing and so is the kids. Uh, the guys the guys come back, he, he's claiming he doesn't know where they are and all uh, this kind of thing. And from, from minute one, he looks guilty. Actually, from minute one, he looks like a complete fucking dick. You, look, you take one look at him and you look at him, yeah, that's the sort of guy that would kill his wife. I mean, and then they start telling you that, like, fucking, oh, he decided to fucking, he, he's doing his press-ups and he's in the gym and everything like that. And then you start thinking, oh, maybe he had a bit of roid rage. But there's no, at no point during this whole thing do you not think it was him. From the minute the fucking thing starts, you're like, right, he's killed his wife and his kids. That makes perfect fucking sense. Just look at the cunt. He looks like a fucking juiced up fucking beaver <laughs> he doesn't like he looks just like he doesn't even look juiced up to be honest I don't know where I got that comparison from he looks like something though he's fucking daft wee specs he kind of looks a bit like Frankie Boyle if Frankie Boyle got in really really good shape and trimmed his beard and that um, that's not to say that I think Frankie Boyle would murder his wife or his kids. Um, or would he? 
Who knows? Uh, but no, this guy, this fucking whole documentary was just a predictable as fuck. It's like, you, you, I, I was actually sitting watching it and I was saying out loud what was going to happen next and it fucking pretty much happened. The only thing I didn't get was uh, the whole thing with the parents. Like his parents, like, and her and the wife not liking them and saying that they'll never get to see their grandkids and whatever like that. That was just the, like, that was a bit thingy. Like, I didn't expect that and I didn't expect um, to find out that the kids were alive when he put them in the oil tanks. That was a bit grim. But, uh, it was all, that was all just, like, sort of little nuggets of, like, extra information and extra detail. It wasn't really a twist or a fucking, like, it, it, like you think it's going one way and it takes a fucking left turn. It wasn't, there, was na- there wasn't a curveball. It was just, like, fucking, one minute, one minute he's like, nah, I never, I, have, I had nothing to do with it, I don't know where they are. The next minute he's like, she killed the kids so I had to kill her. And then the next minute he's like, nah, I just killed them all because I couldn't be fucking, I couldn't hack my fucking life and I wanted this a new life with this fucking hot bird that I'm at work. And it's like, by the end you're just like, is that it? No offence to the people involved and everything like that, it's obviously sad that like, people have lost their lives and all that kind of thing. And I think they kind of missed the boat because the interesting thing would have been diving into what was going on in this guy's fucking head really analysing how he got from being in this great life with his, with a, an awesome wife with fucking great kids to all of a sudden hooking up with this other bird and deciding, okay, the, the only possible solution that I can come up with here is to strangle my wife and fucking stuff my kids into a fucking metal container with oil in it. That's, that, that's what they should have been, that's what the documentary should have been about, was like, how the fuck does somebody come to that conclusion in their life? This is what I need to do. This is this is all going to work out fine. It's like he's another one of these pricks that thinks that fuck, he's going to be in that small percentage of murderers that get away with it and are never caught. The 0.0001% of them or whatever like that. The fucking Jack the Rippers of the world and the Zodiac killers and everything like that. It's like, but for the first fucking minute you're like that, he's not that clever. The, the, the cops fucking searching about the, the, the house and the bed sheets and everything are all gone. So I wonder why they're away. Could they be in the washing? No, probably not. He's probably fucking hid them getting rid of the evidence, or he's fucking wrapped the bodies up in them. It does, it honestly, like, like, it was all, it was good to see, like, the, how the, the police kind of, the, the process, the, the, the procedure to go, to get from where they were, to get him to confess, and then to get him, like, jailed and fucking shit like that. But it was pretty much solved within five minutes of that documentary. You knew what you knew what the fucking story was. But people watched it. People liked it. Apparently, it was hard hitting. I didn't think it was fucking that hard hitting. People, people on the radio and everything like that, and work were talking about fucking like, oh, there was this, there was this scene in it, and I couldn't, it, it kept me up all night and all that kind of thing. It's like what fucking scene? They didn't fucking show you anything. The, the worst that they showed you was the burial site, where he fucking buried his wife's body. That was it. There was no fucking, like. Oh, when you when you got to see the fucking the kids fucking skeleton shards being fucking dragged out of the fucking container and 
picked out like somebody picking out the fucking red onion off their pizza. There was none of that. There was that. There was fucking. There was nothing to write home about in that documentary, and I'm not fucking saying that the crime didn't matter and that the lives involved didn't matter and all that kind of thing because they did. But I just don't think it was the it was the story to turn into a documentary because there was nothing there like to sort of get your teeth into. It was just like, oh, this happened. It was basically just like what you hear on the news. You, you can watch other news clips of it on YouTube and you've basically fucking seen more than you've seen in the documentary. And I'm not justifying the guy's actions either, but his wife was an annoying cunt. I mean... If I, if I was married and my wife was going about with her fucking phone constantly videoing everything that we're doing and plastering it on Facebook, she'd be getting a fucking talking to. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have hit her and I wouldn't have fucking, like, I certainly wouldn't have fucking kill her and then fucking think like, oh, I might as well get the kids involved in her, like, for a wee starter, a wee appetizer, you know what I mean? But I can see why he was maybe a bit fed up with the relationship, but I don't think the answer was in fucking murder. I think he was just deeply psychotic from the beginning. You hate to be a psychopath to fucking think like that in any situation. To draw that conclusion straight away above all else, you have to be no right in the fucking head. So yeah, that's that fucking dick taken care of. And that's a podcast taken care of as well. So uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you down the road whenever. What the fuck? See you later. Bye.